Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me after a long break, or a long break, you've been away for a couple of episodes, is JD. How are you, mate? Not too bad. Rejuvenated. Rejuvenated. You know? Had some time uh, off. Yeah, I went to that uh, driver camp over in uh, Sweden that all the, the fancy Formula One drivers go to. And, uh, Did it help? Come back good. No, no, no. absolutely. Still suck. Still suck. <laughs> How was the fishing? Uh, it was tough. Tough. Very, very tough. Yes. Tough doesn't quite cover it. There was five days on river and there was two barramundi caught. <laughs> uh, and were one they catfish. In the pre-fish? They were in the pre-fish. The girls didn't manage to catch a single barramundi. Did over they the hook a barra? Yes, they did. They hooked one. And actually, if we had landed, it probably would have gone close to biggest for the comp. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it turned at the boat and the, the hooks pulled right at the boat. Um, luckily, no one ended up with some new jewellery. Yes. Uh, and, you know, a 120 classic lure hanging from the ear Mate, probably wouldn't go so well. <laughs> you walk into a pub down like Daly River with a gold bomber <laughs> hanging from your ear. Oh, you'd be in like Flynn. Yeah. But no, no, they had absolute ball. Go plug the event. Girls Gone Fishing is a great event. Um, and everyone had a really good time, so it's wow. good. It's good to have you back. Yeah. So we had what was hyped up to be the most exciting race of the season. I know, I know. Absolute um, pumped up for this this race because it, it you know last it's three last years, of years yeah. it's been really exciting. Lots has happened, and this race. Well, the, we didn't even get a proper safety car. I What's know. the go with that? I was like, because I was like watching it, and I was like, they're like, oh well, you know, this race here, when the safety car comes, I'm like, what's the bet? We don't even get a safety car. You wouldn't have picked it either from the the previous years, and and even just going back to qualifying and looking at. We had two red flag events in qualifying. Yeah, and then all this, like the F two races and stuff like that. We had huge um, incidents and stuff going on there. Yeah, it's um, and then in the race we were all pretty well behaved. I think it's a bit reminds me a lot like supercars. You go, what? you watch the super twos, and there's like they're pushing and shoving and cause safety cars <laughs> and stuff like that. And then we go out there do eighty five laps of perfect driving. Yeah, not no one incident. No anyone. It's yeah, like, bring back the biff. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, we we sort of touched on. Let's just jump straight into the Formula One. We're already in here. Yeah, why not? So we'll start off with the massive incident that happened on Friday. What one are you talking about? What the crane or? Uh, well, we'll, we'll get into that the, one. We're talking the about the manhole covers or the drain covers that, which. I believe are meant to be properly welded down, aren't they? All welded shut. Well, they they are. So it's the same with Monaco. Obviously, they have drains and and, and manhole covers in the streets for the sewage and whatnot, and they they're meant to be all welded down. But every now and then we get one that's not been welded properly or somehow missed, and it, it causes a big problem. Now this weekend we had that such event, didn't we? It was a massive problem for the Williams team. Yeah, I I I don't. It couldn't have happened to a worse team for it to happen to. I, I should reword that, but a team, a that's, team struggling that's struggling for money the most you, and struggling for money, struggling for just building the cars and stuff. You don't want them to destroy a whole car. Yeah. So something that, that does show you though yeah. is how much suction force that the cars actually generate underneath the car. Yeah. yeah you want to know how much right. it's sucking it to the ground. It sucks off a manhole. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, you, We'll yeah, leave that in there. It's, it sucks <laughs> off a manhole. It does. <laughs> Not the most pleasant thing to suck off. <laughs> yep. Anyway. So it's it's smashed. <laughs> it smashed the underside of the car. Yeah. Destroy it actually got it the Ferrari started lifting it up on the rear wheels too. Yeah. Okay. I think before the Williams went over it. Then obviously the safety car well, they red flagged the whole session because there's no safety car in practice. William's car, like Russell's car, got put on the back of a tilt tray. Yeah. And then driven around. And I'm watching the onboard footage of the car. And all of a sudden, you hear this bang and this wobbling. They pan to an outside, or they cut to an outside shot. And you see the tow truck has hit the footbridge. Like a track pedestrian crossing, a track crossing. <laughs> it's just, uh, it just went from bad to worse for the, even though that hydraulic oil dripping all over the car, they're like, well, whatever. Yeah. That old car's not going back on track that weekend anyway. Yeah. So yeah, well, just... it had its crane still up, didn't it? it yeah, it, it, they didn't never tuck put its it crane down. down. Yeah. So they drove off around the track with their crane bloody still up in the air, unfortunately. And reckon old mate got the phone call on su- Sunday or Saturday going, don't worry about call. coming in. I reckon he got 
at the scene of the crime. Here, go get your stuff, mate. Go home. We got it, mate. We'll drive it back to the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You've done enough here. <laughs> Poor car. Um, that caused... Well, they cancelled yeah, practice was one. That was it. And it never, uh, never. Because then they had again. to do the rest of the inspecting of the track. And like you said, they go around and they pretty much check every manhole cover to make sure that they're all secured down. Because you can't have that. Imagine that flying up and going into the crowd or something. Oh, yeah. Even flicking up in front of a driver. Mm. So it's lucky it hit the bottom of the car and didn't hit where his seat was or anything like that. I know they got batteries underneath them now and stuff like that. But yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It's lucky it was a car damaged and not a person. Yeah. Um, qualifying. Qualifying was a long one. It was. It went for three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember a qualifying session going that long. Yeah, well, it was it was that long that we were Michael race go karts again on the weekend on mm-hmm. Saturday night night meeting. Uh, I started watching qualifying at the track on my phone, and then managed to leave the track, get home, have a shower, and still watch the rest of qualifying. <laughs> I. We, I left the track and it was on, and I was just like, all right, whatever. I've missed too much of it. I was like, I'm just, I, guess I think I said to you at the bar, I'm like, I'm just going to watch this in the morning in bed. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. I didn't realize I had to lay in bed for another three and a half uh, hours. Yeah. It was Thank a God marathon. I knew that, you know, there was a couple of safe, like, red flag incidents. I was like, all right, let's, um, Kibitza in the wall, skip forward a bit. Yeah. All right, so we'll skip forward a little bit. All right, Q2's out. And then I now I know that Charles Leclerc's, we're just smashing through this. Kibitza and Charles Leclerc both put it into the wall at the same section. Yeah, in the castle section there where it's really tight. You know, it's tiny. hard, hard section. You know, just little mistakes as well, but big impacts. Yeah, well you can. they say you can fit three cars there. I'm like, maybe on their side. <laughs> yeah, let's tip them all over onto the, the ends of the wheels. Yeah, just like go through that way. I mean, <laughs> it's five pace, five meters across or something, I think it is. So let's generous two cars side by side oh, yeah, at walking at, pace, yeah. <laughs> like being pushed. Yeah, there's only one line through there, yeah. like diagonally through that gap, and it's it's leaving you know an inch on either side. <laughs> well, you look at when they do get it right, they're almost clipping the wall. Oh, definitely, yeah, they're right against the wall and on both sides. Otherwise, they're giving time away. So Kibitz's one was a mistake where he clipped the inside, which broke his. Um, front wheel, and he was not going anywhere. His suspension, and he went straight into the wall. Um, Charles Leclerc's one was he did he he locked the front coming yeah, in and just, just went a bit, bit wide, it just slight slight too fast. Went uh, locked the front, and then obviously tipped it in, and, and he clipped the inside curb, which probably unsettled the car a bit more again, and, and yeah, and put him straight into the outside wall, um, and yeah, did quite a lot of damage front wing broke the whole corner off the right-hand side. I think it even might have broke the left-hand front wheel off as well. Mm. So it was, it was a fairly substantial hit. Luckily, no gearbox damage or engine damage on that side of it. So he got away with it without needing um, more pit lane penalties from that side of it. Yeah, But, but yeah, it's, it, it was costly did being an only Q2. Did you see that they um left a few of the scratches and stuff on the car? No, I didn't notice that. So on the on the grid, because Martin Brundle wasn't there this weekend, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, him. Yep. he was away this week. Um, so Paul Deresta and who's the other one? Not Anthony Davis. The other one, the other guy that does it. Karan? Like, no, nah, not Karan. The other white guy, tall one. He's the one that interrupted Daniel Ricciardo like one year. Like last oh, Paul year. Paul No, no. No? It was in... I can't remember his name. Anyway. He oh, are you talking about the... Oh. Sky F1 guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a presenter. He's presenter, not, He's yeah. not a Formula 1 pundit sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. He's just a presenter for the... Yeah, he's the one that... When they did a pick... They did a grid walk one year when yeah. Brundle was away and he interrupted Ricardo and Ricardo's like, mate, if you do this, I'm going to smash you or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember um, his name now. Simon... Lazenby or something? So we just call him Simon. Yeah. Um, God, we've gone on for so long about his name, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you were talking about Simon, yes? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, when they, then him and they were doing the walkthrough on the grid, and Simon actually pointed out about the, ch- uh, the clerk's car, going, you can see the battle damage. They left it on the car. There you go. And Karam was actually with him, and he's going... He thought it was very odd that 
they left it on the car for such a big team like Ferrari. You think they would just oh, restick it, restick yeah, it sure. the whole thing. But I don't know if it was just like maybe Charles was like, no, nah, no, nah, leave it there. That's you know because he no said reminder. I was stupid and I deserved what happened through yeah. that section. So he's like, maybe he left that as a reminder. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. Do you think many drivers do that, or they just like cover it up? Let's forget no, about a that. A lot of drivers are pretty selfish. I guess selfish is not the right word. Vain, like cover up my mistake. I don't want anyone else to see it, and. Probably a lot of other drivers out there would have maybe even blamed the team, saying they put me on this slower tire and I'm having to push to try and get through to Q3, and a you know a tire that shouldn't really make it through, and it's not my fault. I'm you know, and like you said, I braked at the same point I would have on the on the soft compound on the medium, mm. and he's like, you know, it was never going to work. It was dumb. So um, you know, I'm he didn't make really any excuses. Like I, no. I I picked him at the start of the year. Yeah. But I think he's showing some good maturity. Yeah, well, there's no excuses. He's got to be careful because he's got to keep his head up as well. Being a racing driver, it's he's got to be very confident. He's got to believe in himself. Mm-hmm. So if he if he loses that belief, he, he it will change his season. So he's still got to not knock himself too far down, but he's also it's good that he's self-critical and learns from his mistakes really quickly. By the looks of it, you know, he, he's he's so hard on himself. I think a lot of them are, but he's hard on himself in public, which probably makes it even worse. Yeah. Uh, because everyone's going to remind him Because then you got all the news articles about him going, Charles says he deserves this. And you're like, if you don't say anything about it, then... Especially for Ferrari. You know, it's mm. one of those teams that... The media in Italy are brutal. Oh, so, yeah. Um, it, you know, they'll be asking for heads to roll already because they haven't won a race this year. Well, it's on our talking points. Where's all this pace? This Ferrari pace. I don't know. I think they keep leaving it back at Maranello. Like, every time. It's like, oh, well, the Ferraris have got lots of pace here now. You know, they're going to be crazy good. Everyone's picking Ferrari to win because this massive straight. Vettel didn't even look competitive compared to the Mercedes this weekend. Yeah, it's odd. In the middle stint there, or the middle part of the race, he looked quite good. And I thought he was just holding onto his tyres. I think he did a bit, actually, listening to his post-race interviews. He's like... It just sounded like he wasn't being aggressive. And then it was very weird. He's like, oh, yeah, I was just looking after the tyres a lot, just managing everything. We could stay with the, f- the Mercedes and just getting the gap right. And I'm like, why? Why aren't you going harder? Like, you know, you're falling behind the championship right now. It's better to win this race than just secure a safe third. Yeah. Like, well, you like need to push. In China, he said third's not good enough for him. And here, he looked pretty happy to have third. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Leclerc definitely looked like the dominant Ferrari driver over the weekend. I yeah. think, did he top every practice except for practice one? Yeah, he did. He did a great job all weekend, and it looked like he was going to sit on pole as well with how much he was dominant in practice. Um, but, yeah, just never eventuated. Um, Ricardo's actually very lucky to get through into Q2 with Kubica's oh, crash. Yeah, red flag that was... That was very good. well timed. That's probably for him. the only positive thing to come out of that weekend for those Renaults because they had so much trouble. They can't get their high downforce package working. They can't get their low downforce package working. They can't accelerate. They can't brake. Yeah, it's 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 a struggle at the moment. They're definitely. I hope the lack of performance this year is a, a, a showing that they're working on next year's car more than they are this year, but I don't know whether that's true or not. Is it pretty, it's pretty early to start working on next Well, that's year's. Mercedes did it back in the, uh, I can't remember what year it was, like 2010 or whatever. They started working on their next car really, really early. They basic, But that was when there was a rule change, essentially, that they basically wrote the year off before um, and started working on their next car really, really early. 2010 was Mercedes' first year. Yeah, it might have been the year after that then. Yeah. yeah, so they they basically wrote everything off and went when there's you know blown diffusers weren't allowed to be used anymore or something like that. They start working on their next car really really early. Uh, They're still doing small updates, but the you know like seventy percent of the team yeah. was working on next year's next year's car, and that's when they started to get that upward momentum. Yeah, well, you're looking at it like McLaren are starting to look stronger than the Renaults at the moment. Not just in qualifying, but even in the race. You're not wrong. Absolutely. I thought that all weekend as well. You know, the McLarens are actually looking like the better package all round mm. now, consistently. 
Maybe they were right when they were talking all this crap. They're like, we've got the best chassis, just a shitty engine. No, they still don't have the best chassis. I think Red Bull and... Well, it's a toss-up now between the three of them, really, isn't it? Mm. Mercedes and Ferrari and... I think think Mercedes have built a pretty good car this season. I think so, too. And I think they're sandbagging still every now and then. I think their practice pace is very much... Not sandbagging, but I think they very much have their engines turned right down. Which makes sense. Three engines, you've got to make them last all year. Uh, they're doing the right thing by them. Maybe Ferrari's showboating, maybe trying to throw the carrot out there and get Mercedes worried about trying to chase them and change everything up. But Boy, it's, he, it's, cr- boy he called Wolf, mate. Or cried Wolf. Yeah. Can't do it too many times. People stop believing you. Yeah, well, it it's definitely some, seems to be of a trait. Like, come race day, they can't produce what they did on, on practice or whatnot compared to the others. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I sort of said this at the end of last week. That's uh, podcast. That's why I was like, whatever, I'm picking Mercedes. I'm picking Hamilton to win. Yeah. Because um, like, I've given up on Ferrari. Well, Charles is still my boy, but uh, Ferrari need to do something. Oh, you can have favorite drivers and not think they're going to win. I did it for Lowndes <laughs> yeah. for the whole last, like, three years. <laughs> did win, like, Lowndes three Lowndes. Three, <laughs> three, win three races in three years, I think it was. <laughs> and still most loved guy. Yeah. Oh, look, he won the Enduro Championship last year. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, he did all right, eh? All right. Well, Bottas. Um, well, did you see all the confuffle at Q3 going out where the two Mercedes have gone out and then did dummy grid, dummy starts. Absolute stupidity, wasn't it? Like That was all planned. I There's know, but they put themselves at, at risk of going behind all the cars, which they ended up. Did they want the tow? Is that why? Oh, I think they got the tow, but I, I, I don't think the tow was worth the not getting tyre temperature. Yeah. Oh, it was the tyre temperature for me that was going to be the problem. Mm. Um... Ferrari probably could have used a tow, uh, but they ended up Well, not Vettel pretty much basically went against team orders to, yeah, to get ahead. He wanted to get the... He wanted track position. Yeah. Okay. And he pretty much stuck to that. And afterwards, the team is like, all right, yeah, no, you made the right call. Yeah. But, you know, he did also say that he lost probably about two tenths, three tenths in the straight by not being behind yeah. a car. But it was still not going to get in pole. Like, Bottas was pretty... What dominant was on fire. Yeah, what was it? Four tenths, five tenths, or something in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, he did a great job. Watching I it, Hamilton was getting the shits a bit. I could hear Sky pretty much there. called Hamilton on pole. And then when yeah. Bottas got there, they're like, "Oh, Hamilton's on. Oh, Bottas has got it." Yeah. I'm like, I understand they're a British, you know, network, but if you're the global, uh, I, I I actually called it in the pre-race thing as well with. Crofty going on. I've been there for all the great moments. I've been commentating oh, for two hundred. Jensen's first win. Yeah. Jensen's first win. I can kind of understand. That was a first emotional, an emotional win for, and it was the, like the return of the British drivers. Yeah, but you know, I've watched Hamilton win all these championships. I've watched blah blah blah. I'm like, are you going to mention anyone other than a British? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like us only talking about Ricardo the whole time. Definitely. We don't care anyone. <laughs> we don't care about anyone else. No, no, it's just the Ricardo podcast. Ricardo and Lounge Show. Welcome to this. <laughs> also, I guess changing subjects again with um, Max. I thought he was going to do better. Actually, I thought the way the pace he was setting in that middle middle sort of. You think of he did right by running two back to back runs? Oh, I mean in the in the race. Oh, in sorry. the race. Yeah, yeah, in the race. Yeah, he he looked in a really good position, especially after the virtual safety car. Yeah, because he, he had the best tyres. He was doing fastest lap after fastest lap. He was as fast as the clerk on softs. Mm. But then, Yes, I do not like the new tyre naming thing. It's too hard. confusing. Because like that's so red, used... super softs, yep. Yeah, I'm so used to the colours, uh, you know the what names. I mean, meaning the name. So well, like... We basically had super soft, softs and mediums. Yeah, it's weird. It is absolutely weird. They're like calling medium softs, and I'm like, what? <laughs> What's well, we going Because we've got two tires. Because they, I like the idea of three. Three mixes it up, even though no one goes to three. You know what? Oh, Everyone uses rarely, the same yeah. two. Hard. Some people, Williams have done a hard, gone the hardest compound a couple of times to do a one stop they when everyone else something different. God, they should just let Williams use last year's chassis. 
Last year's Mercedes or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, could, should we do that? Should we have teams? Do you reckon a team would allow big. you to do like what we do with supercars, where someone says goes to Mercedes, like let's buy a car? Well, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because I think the rules are a bit blurred already with what's happening with Haas, yeah, everyone and like Ferrari, that. and also Toro Rosso and Red Bull. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think. Williams said that they will not do that. Claire Williams has come out and said, I'd rather die or the business die before I will buy or become a B-spec car mm. team. The team is going to die. <laughs> They've got to do something. Like, are the days numbered for Williams? Well, I think financially they're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. Um I don't know. Is They've got to work out what's going on. This is, I understand there's a there's a um, aerodynamic flaw, but why does this keep happening season after season? Is there something going wrong with the wind tunnel, with uh, their modelling on their computers? What is going wrong? They need it. I, I, I know they're probably mad over there going over the, this data and stuff, trying to work out what it is as well. But... They've, they really need to stop and work out what's going on. We, we need to do something or we need to do a big structural change. How do you change. go slower every year? Yeah. They've gone slower every year. Their fastest car in the last couple of years is 2007. So they're... 10, sorry, 2017. Yeah, yeah and, and, and that's... You know, all the other teams have gone faster every year. Even though that we've reined them back with the new um, aerodynamic rules and whatnot. It is still a, um, you know, the only team in the whole paddock that's going slower every year. Sauber has made huge grounds, and Sauber was well behind Williams the last couple of years. Yeah, so I guess that's one of the things. Sauber is now obviously a B-spec. Ferrari. Ferrari, yeah. So Ferrari have Haas and Sauber now as a testing team. Um, I've but got still. no issue with these B-spec cars. Well, if it means they get closer to the front, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's making the midfield. I I still think we need to close the gap between first and tenth. There's two. There's they. There very much is. The well, I think the problem. I think the problem up. with the gap is it's it's the gap between fifth now, not even sixth because Gasly's not doing a great job, but it's the gap between fifth and the rest of the field. That middle tier, you can never tell who's going to win. Yeah. It's it's it has been really really difficult this this year to pick who's going to win Formula One point five, you know what I mean? Like the B spec of uh, I think Force India or Racing Point are winning that at the moment. Yeah, Formula One point five. Yeah, they're doing and as they always do. They do such a good job for the lack of money they have. So Even though Lance Stroll's not, where did he finish this race? Uh, he struggled. He got caught out in qualifying, so he started right down the back. Um, but he did a pretty good job. He moved through the field. I think he might have finished 10th off the top of my head. Yep. Lance Moneybag Stroll. Le- ninth. 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 Lance, Lance Moneybags. Talking about Moneybags, this is something we didn't... Really t- we haven't heard anything else about if um, Rulo's taking over Jack LeBron. I know. What's going on with that? I don't know. I thought that he was coming in. There was all this talk and we haven't heard nothing. I know that was completely random, but... It was mainly because of the comments that I made. Money bags. Money <laughs> bags, yeah. Um, maybe that was just all rumours. But the stupid thing about those rumours, it was he did a test, Webb. And he did a test drive. Yeah, and John Webb was the one talking about it. <laughs> maybe he was talking it up and realised, like, mm, look, the engineering package isn't what I want. I've been there and done that with LDM. <laughs> well, they're the now, like... Techno is the only one driving last year's spec car. They haven't upgraded it. Haven't they? No. So all the other Commodores are now running 2019 spec. And they wonder why they're struggling. Mm. They've been struggling for money every year. It's been getting worse. Techno. They struggled once they lost Shane. But that's because Shane could manhandle that car up higher than where it needed to be. Uh, yeah, but they were pouring the more money and then they had that engineer that's now doing NASCAR again that was the next Formula 1 engineer. Mm. They were current model 888 cars, if not like only a year old. Um, now it doesn't... Yeah, the, the money's definitely drying up. So I don't know if it's 
sponsorships dried up. Well, they've changed sponsors a few times now as well. Yeah, they got that. Oz Truck Alliance. Truck yeah. Alliance, yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, but I think LeBrock brought that sponsor, so. Oh, okay. Well, at least he's bringing some sponsor. Because I was really worried about him because he didn't have a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he brings that sponsor. I could be wrong. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's 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 shame. They're not they're not doing so well. So fingers crossed, they can find some more money and they can go with LeBrock because he's obviously a pretty good driver. He's done pretty Best well. Rookie last year. Yeah, it'd be a shame to lose him to no, no offense to Rulo, but Rulo when he was in the field didn't light the the field on fire. He's obviously his done, car wasn't great. No, no, it was and, and exactly right. It's it's a bit like Todd last year, you know. The engineering and the car was not to scratch where he needed it. Uh, and now you look, Todd's How in a good car. How big things would have changed if Todd had a decent car last year? I mean, we've jumped straight on the <laughs> V8 supercars. Like, anyway, Bottas won. Anyway, now supercars. <laughs> we didn't even cover Bottas winning yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get back there. But how big of a difference would have it made if Todd was in a competitive car? Massive, yeah. Yeah, massive difference. I guess all of the... Um, juniors i guess you'd call them coming in the rookie drivers mm. uh didn't really have the best seats in the in the world so no no one jumped in a red bull or a um a shell no car. but see i can't see like it's funny with we'll tie this back to formula one like ferrari <laughs> right is a front-running team and red bull front-running team both of them took somewhat rookie drivers this season yeah i agree with that yeah yeah i'll pay that I can't one see, season old drivers, yeah. both of them. Yeah, I can't see like Red Bull or Shell taking on oh like someone going. Oh, I'm going to pick up Todd now. He's done one season. Take him, or you know, taking on a younger driver. Yeah, you you're probably right. Yeah, I agree with but that. But also, I guess Red Bull has got two decent drivers. Shell have got two good drivers that they're like not looking at replacing. Yeah, Red Bull. Formula One had no intention of replacing Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't really have a spot to fill <laughs> Ricardo's shoes either. They're like, well, Gasly, you're the best option we have. <laughs> no, he's definitely one of the best drivers in Formula One. Well, he's not looking like it at this present time. Although he did a better job this weekend, I think. He did. Um, I was surprised when his car did die at, like, die. Yeah. Um, and then Max came over the radio. And was like, well, what's this virtual safety car for? And they're like, oh, Gasly stopped on track. And he didn't even ask why. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. W- wouldn't you think you're like, well, what was the reason? Yeah. Like, was it power unit? You know, yeah. we're running the same car. I would like to know. Especially new power units. I would have been worried about it. But um, I guess, yeah, they're, they're probably trained to focus on what they're doing uh, and try not to focus on that other out stuff stuff that you can't control. Yeah. Um, obviously, Red Bull come across with like stay off the tur- uh, the curb at um, turn sixteen. It sounds like I, I haven't read anything about it yet, but it sounds like it was a uh, a gearbox failure on on his car. So oh, okay. maybe it was a um, bit contact with the curb or something like that that's made it fail. So they they gave him a bit of warning on that, which was good that they learnt that from Gasly and then were able to overlay that onto the other car and make it get to the finish without a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, Max did actually a pretty good job. <laughs> nice. Clean segue back into Formula One. <laughs> Apart from Max not being able to catch up to Ferrari, he pretty much put that Honda higher than where it's, you know, it's where you expect him to finish now. Max? Yeah. yeah He's I, fourth. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that he might in, uh, end up in the podium with the pace he was setting. It would have been good to see. I would have liked to see that, but I just don't, I don't know. Ferrari, like, Vettel was, he finished six seconds ahead of him. Yeah. I feel like Vettel very much just managed the race at the end. Oh, I feel I like Vettel phoned in this race meeting. Yeah, I don't think he was pushing hard. I, I feel like he was just wasn't going to risk anything. Just got home, got the car home. Maybe he knows. Like, Ferrari have brought updates to their car recently, haven't they? This race meeting had updates. Yeah, and Mercedes has haven't brought anything in. Like, Vettel's driving like, oh, the updates are coming. Well, he's got more updates next race meeting as well for Ferrari. But I think Mercedes might have updates next meeting as well. Next meeting, isn't it? It's back to the testing track. Is it? We're going to Barcelona. Oh, we're going Barcelona. to Barcelona. Yes, Barcelona. And then we're off to Mon- uh, Monaco. Good time of year, isn't it? It is a good time of year. 
fly season. <laughs> it's when the rain stops. We yeah. don't have these wet races. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was actually spitting rain this afternoon before I come over. It rained last night. It rained last night at ours as well. Yeah. Sorry, back completely off topic. <laughs> it's nearly sure May I'm and s- it doesn't normally rain here <laughs> at this time of year. And sure, it this is a night. great topic for everyone to listen. <laughs> so did it rain at your house last night? Right in, let us know. <laughs> Um, this was the first race this year that the person on pole has gone on to win the race. There you go. That's a cool fact. That changes it up a bit. Yeah. Basically, the dr- pole driver actually got a decent lo- jump off the go- off the line, but he didn't. Hamilton got a much better start. Yeah, it was actually quite an interesting start. It was all on, gloves off sort of thing. They. They uh, kept each other out of the wall and gave each other just enough space to, to get all the moves done. But I was really happy with how aggressive Bonas was being yeah. and Hamilton as well. I was like, and I picked Hamilton. Yeah. And I was like, when he got him at the start, I'm like, ah, another point. I might as well go write it up on the board now. Because <laughs> um, I was like, there's no way that Bonas is going to win. His tire is probably going to fall off or something <laughs> like that. Um, but no, he really got his elbows out and, you know, he defended well. And then he managed to. Like, I know it come down to 1.5 seconds, but there was points there that he had a huge lead on Hamilton. Yeah, well, um, it, there was a, you know, a few points where Hamilton got a bit closer and stuff like that with the traffic and that, but he managed to just manage it so well. Well, the team kept telling Hamilton that he was going to have a chance towards the end of the race. And you're like, yeah. would the team allow? Yeah, they know were. They were allowed to race. So um, Just be clean. Yeah, obviously no contact and no feeding, no feeding him into a Defense, wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was I, I thought to myself when I was watching the start of the race, I'm like, if that had been Rosberg, would he have given him that no. much space? No, and uh, like, no, absolutely not. On the exit of the first corner, nah, Hamilton yeah. left him like a car and a bit width, and like he wouldn't even left. Rosberg half a car width. He would have just drove like a triangle, <laughs> yeah, at the wall. Like you make a decision. We have a con- we have contact, and I'm gonna blame you, or you get out of the throttle. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually liking this new Bottas. You notice now everyone's gone to get beards. <laughs> Grumpy Bottas. Grumpy Bottas, bearded Bottas. Everyone's gone and got facial hair now. Except yeah. for Hamilton that keeps wearing that stupid hat. Uh, his beanie. Weird beanie. Weird LEG beanie thing. I turned the TV off, actually. Did he stand on the podium with that on? Yes. But so he had his hat when on the national the anthem was on. Did he take that beanie off? Because I think that's disrespectful. That's just me, but... I didn't see that. Mm. I, no. seen, I seen the photos of him with the beanie thingy on with his hat on top of it. Yeah. Because um, what, what's the go with his hair? I, we, Jess and I talk about this every race that we watch together. And like, for a guy that has something like a little bit of a complex with his hair, he does too much with it. Like, yeah, just, people won't even look at it if you just like left it normal. <laughs> like, yeah, just style it one way. Like Charles the Clerk, like he's a guy that's just got a normal haircut. Yeah. Like, like Vettel even rocks up. Remember last season, Vettel rocked oh, up the with Australia with that... That weird hairdo. Yeah. And then he rocked up to Australia this year with a dirty mo. Yeah. <laughs> the mo's gone now. He's gone back to his little beard. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't understand his hair. No, me neither. I don't get it. It must be a fashion thing. He needs to grow it out. Cause he's always got dreadlocks or... Not dreadlocks, but he... What do they call them? Corn rolls or yeah, whatever. Where they I don't know what they do. Braid it really tight to but the it's scalp. Like it's like it's, it's fallen out a little bit because, you know... Well, he's had a heap of hair plugs put in because his hair's come back. Yeah. He's had heaps of hair transplants or whatever done. Racing was great this week when we were oh. talking about Hamilton's hair, eh? Oh, mate. All right. What do you think of Dana Ricciardo's, like, overtake attempt on Kvyat? Because that's pretty much... Oh, this is the highlight of the weekend for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker. Yeah. It's just, I don't think he's just got the confidence in the brakes or the Renault doesn't have the brakes to do what he does under brakes. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's more what it was. He, he tried to move to get past and, uh, it didn't work. That's, that's easy as it is. Like he, he tried to do something that he probably would have done easily in his Red Bull, but uh, there's no brake confidence in the car and the car's got a bit squirrely. So uh, he ended up going straight on, and then Kvyat 
had nowhere to go, so he had to sort of Stop. park it up as well. And then Daniel Ricciardo only checked his right mirror. And then it got so much worse. <laughs> it did, eh? Like, because obviously the way the car's situated, that if he checked his left side, left mirror, he would have seen him. But he was looking down the right side, like the right rearview mirror, because that looked straight down the straight that the yeah, line, so he could yeah. see. And he's like, "Yep, no cars are coming." <laughs> Bang! Straight into yeah, reverse. Because it's funny into watching the race, and um, Ted, not Ted, um, Crofty and uh, Paul Dressa are there going. Oh, well, Crofty's like, they made contact on the way in. You watch the footage, you're like, that was perfect stopping. Like, Where did all that carbon fiber that was on the track that they showed when they were taking off again? Yeah, yeah, Where'd like, that come oh. from? <laughs> oh. Reversed into him. <laughs> um, that pricked both of them out of the race. And I'm, that, they didn't even clean that up, but the Ferraris kept running over. I swear both Ferraris ran over that carbon fiber piece. Yeah. Yes, um, it obviously was not. They didn't want a red flag or um, safety car the race to get not it off. Not happened to you. Yeah. Um, thingy. All right. So, we'll, Bottas ended up coming home winning, which was good for him. You know, such a great thing to see after last year's painful, painful, painful and end of the race. He still got one point lead. And this is that one point from Australia. Yep. I was hoping he was actually going to get. Ha- Hamilton again. kept trying to get that point. Yeah, and then obviously because Charles stayed out for a long, long time. Yeah. Then he had a, pit a short stint yeah. on his softs the second time. He had a pit stop window, so he decided to take a pit stop again and then go for that fastest lap. And yeah. he got it. Yeah. So, sorry guys, if you can hear the jets overhead, then yeah. It's not even pitch black. I don't know. What no, it's, it's Black Diamond or something now. It's oh, some other. Another war games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of Marines coming in at the moment, so there's American aircraft and stuff yeah, here. Yeah, I've seen the one moment. take off the other day. Anyway, so there's jets going overhead because I live near an airport. But anyway, we'll continue on. Let's talk about the Mustangs because they have had... Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Let's talk about the Mustangs. He's just shaking his head with disagreement with what V8 supercars are doing at this present time. <laughs> they have decided to change the aero on these Mustangs. They have. What's your thoughts, Roland? I mean, Michael. <laughs> He's like, you're a prick. <laughs> That's uh, what I thought. My thoughts are. Why didn't supercars care this much when Nissan weren't competitive? Why didn't they force Nissan to change? They go, nah, mate, mid-season, you better update this car. I was going to say there's not enough of them, but there's only like five Fords. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> Yeah, five? No, four. No, six. Six, six, six. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, look, a decent job. Nissan weren't winning, so they weren't the, the they problem child. Yeah. And then uh, they gave them their jungle juice, and then they're like, man, yeah. they can't have you winning. We just wanted you at the top. Like, yeah. Towards the front end, but not winning. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the fuel, and they didn't win for like another year. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but <laughs> anyway. Due to because they were burning too much. Yeah, yeah. To make the power, they were burning too much fuel. Um, look, I don't agree with it. I don't think it should have happened. I feel like... I don't... If, if it was in the rules... I, I get the whole... Um, the the centre of gravity test, because we've, we've got precedence with that, with the Volvos, with the, the engine weight and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't necessarily agree with... If the aero passes the test, now you're coming up with new tests to do. I don't know. It, it just when you're doesn't looking seem for right. something and you're trying to find those results and you make a test to do that. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. But my main issue is look, I'm not. Yes, it's quite obvious on here that I'm a Triple Eight fan. <laughs> like I, I was about to say sitting in Triple Eight, but he isn't. He's sitting in a Adelaide 500, Adelaide Super, 500 Loop. Super Loop. Super Loop! Shit. Um, my main issue is this car should never have passed the VCAT testing. VCAT. Which is the um, the homogation. Ah, okay. That's what they call it, VCAT. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't have passed that. Whoever passed that didn't even look at it. It was just like, whatever, yeah, all good, new Mustang. They we're trying to get this Mustang in. Let's get it in. I feel like there was... I can also see why Penske and that would try and, like, let's just get this car 
Like, let's go to the maximum limit that we reckon that they will allow. Yeah. And this is a bit like from the new, uh, what, uh, Ingrid and, what's his name? The dude we're talking about on their new little video podcasty show thing. They reckon that Roger Penske knew that they were going to wind them in and they've probably got something and prepared for it. Really? They reckon there's no way. They built this car to the absolute limit and with the intention of probably going back. <laughs> but I think it's also supercars got caught out by this aero thing because the rules didn't even state it. So I understand everyone, all the Ford fans being up in arms over this going, well, there's no aero rules. Yeah. Straight line But we're only. not the only motorsport um, thing that changes rules mid-season. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, a spec-based. We're a spec-based. Bring, bring, spec bring, bring, uh, bring your argument. <laughs> we're a spec-based championship, right? We're not a, here's the rules, build a car to the... Well, we kind of are, but, you know, you've got to use a controlled chassis. You've got a controlled transaxle. You've got a minimum weight. We've got all of these things that pretty much build the cars to the same spec. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, we got a... I think supercars were asleep when they forgot about aero rules. Or when they designed the car of the future, aero wasn't that big of a thing because you're like, yeah, they're big four-door sedans. Yeah, I think... I feel like the, the elephant in the room here is um, they've had to modify a car so much to fit the rules that they could probably get away with a lot more than normal. That car doesn't even look like a Mustang. That's what I mean. Like Versus back when we were running Commodores and Falcons, proper Commodores, proper Falcons, i.e. built in Australia, Australian designed, um, you know, they, they had not much to work with. Essentially, the shape of the car was the shape of the car. They had to make the aero work around it, so they made splitters, diffusers mm. for the rear, rear wings to get the right amount of downforce. Well, there's no need and on that's the it. Mustang to have that big slopey nose. Yeah, where the, the the Ford teams now have obviously this Mustang that doesn't resemble a Mustang, Mustang at all. Like it does, sort of. It resembles an Aussie car Mustang. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, an Aussie car Mustang. That's probably the most accurate. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like they, 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 they could get away with a lot more because they, you know, the car was never going to fit never the template no. uh, to begin with. There was going to have to be heavily modified to, to fit within the boundaries. I honestly think that these Gen 2 rules were sort of rushed in a little bit. Like, we got to get some two-door cars because manufacturers are pulling out. And I understand they were scared. Ford pulled out. You know, you only got Nissan in and then you got Volvo in for a couple of seasons. And, <clears throat> yeah. You know, they were touting that, oh, we're going to get Toyota. We're going to get, you know, Mitsubishi back. Kia. Kia. Like, where's the Stinger? It's not coming. Yeah. They try to get these two-door cars in, and then they go, oh, but you got to fit them on this chassis that really only fits the four-door sedans. Yeah. We need, like, I think, all right, we've got this one change of this car now. Let's see how that goes. If the Mustangs still drive away with everything, let's not make any more changes. Because yeah. I can't stand, I cannot go on any V8 supercar, like, website uh, or any comment section or forum. It's, it's toxic cancer. V8s is getting a bit that way over the last couple of years, but in general, whoever's winning, everyone hates. <laughs> this big Ford and Holden rivalry, I'm like, I thought we almost got rid of that. <laughs> well, that's what makes the sport go around. It's what sells tickets and what yeah, but people buy shirts for. But, uh, yeah, it, it is couple of years we didn't getting even have a little Ford aggressive. officially in it. I was like, go for your team. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's getting a little aggressive, but anyway, you get that. That's teams... Mm. Footy has it as well. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so we'll see how these Mustang aero changes go. The big side, um, big spoiler is pretty much changing, which is something that we talked about when we first saw it, going, why is that spoiler huge? Like, They've not changed that that much, but The end plates are smaller. Yeah, but they're basically the, no like, change. Yeah. The front splitter's been shortened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much... Most yeah, it's it. not it's not massive changes. I don't. I, it'll make a difference. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's going to be a um, as big a difference as some people may think. Quick book club, book club, the mechanic, the mechanic by Mark Elvis Presley. Now, if you guys we've we've haven't like spruced it up heaps, but we've mentioned a couple of times on the show, so we've all read the book. 
I think I've done it twice now. One and a half, yep. One and a half. <laughs> what bits did you enjoy the most out of? What did you take away the most out of this? So if guys, uh, sorry, we're going to talk about what the book is. Mark Elvis Presley was a mechanic that worked at McLaren. And he worked the, for yeah. 10 years. I think he finished yep. up in... A bit over a decade. 2008 was when he last finished. He finished up after Hamilton won the title. Yeah. Um, he is now... Um, does radios, he does Formula E, he's got... He did pit lane reporting for a while for Formula 1 as well. Yeah, so. yeah. so he's still around the traps. You've probably seen him if you don't realise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he done this great book. So what were your favourite, or your big taking away oh, parts? Oh, my favourite parts, uh, his relationship with Kimi Raikkonen and all the partying they used to do. Yeah, that was uh, pretty good. A bit more of a backstory on, um, on Ron. Um, Ron Dennis. Ron Dennis. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, for everyone that doesn't know, it, it used to be the the managing director of McLaren. He was basically ages, ages. He's the one that built the McLaren Technology Center. Group. Yeah, and and the group really because he he started back with Senna and all that back then, or even before that sort of thing. Um, uh, what else? The pranks they used to do. The stupidity. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was interesting to see because you can tell like during the race weekend, like during the race, hundred percent committed to the race. Oh yeah, very serious. Yeah, um, but the fact that they're like as soon as you finish the race, they're like, it's party central. Like they're going <laughs> saying they probably doesn't to... even cover it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's one point there he's talking about that there's a unnamed driver being <laughs> hung out of the car because they spilled a line of coke. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while they're driving down the freeway, they just push the, make it like a, the driver out the window. Formula One driver at the time, too. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing he, that was Kimi Raikkonen, P.S. <laughs> he didn't name him. He didn't name him, but he was really close to Kimi. And oh, the other one could be... Um, Coulthard. Coulthard, yeah. He was, he was pretty close to him, too. I, the bit that I was really the most shocked at was when they're talking about how after one of the tests, because he started off on the test team. Yeah. Um, back, this was back when Formula One had massive testing. They had a full team just for testing, and you had a, a T car, which was yeah. A the spare test car. team did a a a lot more miles than the race team did. Mm. They were constantly testing back then. Um, they were doing a massive test up there, and then they were like they were, got told that they were being flown back home to the UK for the Christmas party, which they thought they were going to miss, and it was a very big privilege for them to be flown yep. over there. They went out one night. In the bus the night before they went to go back. Well, on the coming back, they had one sober guy in the car and they just went into this massive pack mentality and started destroying hire cars, which was a thing that they did. Yeah. Like reverse to first was a big thing that they used to do. Um, and they would destroy these cars and just call like Hertz or whoever. It was like, we need a new minibus, come to get it because they didn't want to lose McLaren as a team. Yeah. And they wouldn't complain and wouldn't they, charge them. They started tearing this car apart throwing bits out everywhere they to the point when they got back to the hotel like i think the only reason why they stopped what do you say was because they grabbed the pa- the driver's seat yeah and tried to yank that out and that's when the driver cracked the shits told him well you all need to settle down yeah you're done they pulled up at the hotel and they honestly thought about burning this car because yeah. they destroyed it so much yeah all sheepishly admitted after the christmas party that they did some damage to the car and they had to. I think they like this is going to cost them thousands of euro. To yeah, fix. they thought maybe twenty thousand euro to fix this Mercedes people mover. They go to DC. We need help. If you know, if we're going to get this, we're bill, being idiots. <laughs> we've destroyed this. We need this car. We need you know. Can we borrow some money off you? And he's like, "Call me any day except for Christmas, and I'll give you the money." Yeah. I like the fact that DC didn't want the money back as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just, just like, no, like, no, nah, nah, look, I'll give it to you. Because I think he, they sort of understand how much work these guys do for their yeah. cars. But I mean, granted, you know, if you go, hey, I need 20 grand because we destroyed a car because we got drunk. It's yeah. a bit of a thing. They end up, when they finally did get their bills, they got charged for like, he's a great, because it was all in Spanish. Yeah. So they had to get a friend who could read Spanish to um, translate it. And they're like, that's, that's a 110 euro bill for a front fender like a front grill and a radiator that looks like a radiator that was an indicator light and there's all the slight damage that they did to the other car yeah paid the bills ignored it 
Yeah. But during that whole chapter, they I was just going, I could job. not believe. Yeah, they thought they were going to lose their job. Yeah. Um, several times, I think, Mark Presley thought he was going to lose his job. Yeah. We've got dreadlocks in Australia. Yeah. Um, what bits were more eye-opening for you? Eye-opening? Um, probably some of the stuff from the earlier days from when he started, uh, you know, with the... Big tobacco sponsored days with the money mm, that with used the to massive get sp- money budget. Yeah, and like you know, the, the one where they were doing testing on the on the dragway, and they you know they they hired helicopters to come in and try and drag a drag strip out so that they could do some te- straight line testing with the car because it had rained previously. So they get two helicopters going up and down this dragway trying to blow the water. Yeah, off which it. they started off as a joke. One of the mechanics like, why don't you just get a couple of helicopters to drive up and down it? And then it turned into like a. Well, All right, we've got two helicopters coming. Yeah, so he's, he said it was surprising what you can do with a substantial amount of money. <laughs> that was a big thing of how much that he was talking about that money flowed around there. It wasn't a problem back then, yeah. Um, which you still think Formula One, oh, they've all got millions, but they've all had to tighten their purses now. Yeah, and they're spending more than ever now, but uh, there's a lot more employees, there's a lot more... Uh, technical side of it now. It's not wasted like it used to be. Mm. So the money's a bit tighter. His relationship with Kimmy was fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed that from both sides, from the Kimmy book and from that so book So we're going to well. get the Kimmy book off you and finish reading it. Yeah. Um, I found the funniest bit that I laughed was, was a chapter called Blue Hands. <laughs> so there was a thing that the McLaren guys do anytime someone that's been at McLaren, bear it be a driver or a mechanic or anyone that's been there for a long time when they move off, they like to play some pranks on them. The pranks range from... Really bad. You um, just don't want to go into it too much, but yeah, really, really bad. They took a shit on someone's <laughs> chest. <laughs> yep, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, what the hell? The only reason why they didn't do that, they stopped doing that, is because Michael Schumacher was disgusted by it. Yeah, and he come in, I think he told Ron Dennis or someone, didn't he? Anyway, so then another one they do is they, they use like this blue dye. I think that, is that mainly like the aero dye that they put on the cars? No, that's, it's a, a blue powdered dye that's, it's a very, very strong dye that they use to put in the cooling system to see where the cooling system leaks. So oh, okay. once it's under pressure, uh, it, it's it's very potent. Like you only put like a teaspoon in the cooling system and it'll stain the aluminium or the or the rubber or wherever silicon where it comes out so you can find the leak real easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so his okay, so they've got this this blue dye and he's put it inside Kimi Raikkonen's gloves and because he was Kimi Raikkonen's was he the number one mechanic? Yeah, he was number car? one from mechanic. So he pretty much at the it was the Brazilian Grand Prix, I think was the last one. Yeah. Um put the gloves gave the gloves to Kimi. Kimi put the gloves on. And off he went, did the race. When he got out of the race, <laughs> well, you know, finished the race, and he was actually saying he was happy that he didn't finish on the podium because they were still fighting for a championship that year, weren't they? Uh, I can't remember. I don't think they were at that at that point. I think they it had already had a couple finished of close like ones, a, but a race meeting before that. I don't think they could win it. He come out, took his gloves off. His hands were blue. Everyone was like shaking Kimmy's hand to, you know, say, oh, thank you for your work. Well done. So well, they, they had all the big dicks there from McLaren. Yeah. So, you know, they had everyone there. And Mercedes, um, head of motorsport was there. Like, it was a pretty big deal. It was a big thing. And everyone got blue hands. And Ron Dennis lost his shit. Yeah. Um, earlier in the book, when Mark gets uh, dreadlocks in Australia... And he cuts them off for the team. He takes one for the team. And Ma- uh, Nathan, Martin Whit- Whitmarsh, I believe Whitmarsh. it was. Yeah, it was like, you know, we thank you for doing this. We appreciate that. If you ever need a hand, you know, if you ever need something, let us know. Yeah. We finally used his get out of jail free card that year yeah. to keep his job. Because he was basically going to lose his job. Well, Ron did say whoever he yelled out in the, in the, in the pits, yeah. whoever did this is fired. Yeah. <laughs> That's when... Um, Something I was talking to Mitch about last week was the absolute shambles, the absolute vodka, the Red Bull and Chardonnay. Oh. When he got went to the Red Bull party and yeah. he was he lined up some jobs, 
Yeah. Um, it was just... It he was, knew he was going. <laughs> yeah. And then the end, it was really interesting with the his insight between the battle from Alonso and Hamilton as well. Yeah, it's it, it was interesting listening to him talk about early days with Hamilton mm. and that not everyone on the team agreed with his little show that he was putting on for the media and thought he was being very fake and, and whatnot. It wasn't till his second or third year that he actually become more, more genuine, genuine and the team could actually believe what he was saying to them and when he thanked people, he actually meant it and it was good. But it was, it was interesting to see like how much shit went in went on behind closed doors in that year though, that 2007. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that really caused... Well, the battle, like, the Alonso apparently gave all his crew some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just weird. It was. It was a very weird year. Um, Ron Dennis probably didn't help it as well. He probably could have shut it down a little bit. but Didn't help that we had Spygate going on, which wasn't a huge part in the book because I think he did... Honestly, I don't think everyone knew exactly what was going on during that Spygate scenario. No, I think it was a lot handled behind closed doors. Um Obviously, he wasn't a, a team manager or anything like that, so he didn't get privy to most of it. Um, but yeah, I agree. It, there were bits in it which he didn't cover greatly, but um, I think he still did a good job on the, the, mm. the Spygate stuff. So you understand what actually happened, and, and uh, there's a few funny moments in that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I know we didn't cover that book very well, but it's a really good book. Go out and read it if you haven't. I think oh, we, yeah. we're going to suggest it's probably the best it up now. Probably the best um, motorsport book I've ever seen. That's good, and I did quite enjoy Adrian Newey's book. Yeah, it's good as well. Um, this one's more entertaining. This one's definitely a lot more entertaining. If you want to read about a guy that falls out of love of Formula One, go go get Adrian Newey's book. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're worried about a few aero changes mid-season, go read Adrian Newey's book too. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on it. Um, or if you want to feel how bad Mercedes, how far Williams has come, go read <laughs> Adrian Newey's book. <laughs> I'm just basically go read books. That's all I've been doing lately. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for joining us, everyone. No um, problem. Thank you, Mitch, for filling in uh, while I was unable to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, quick change up. up. You know. We'll get there. Tag in on the bench. Yep. Um, so no one got points this week. So don't have to touch that. So we are off to... We got Perth. the night race. Super so, loop. Uh, super loop. Bloody super night race super or whatever night. it is. What is... Who's your pick for Perth? Um, Two races. I don't want to go McLaughlin because it just seems like the easy choice constantly. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't feel like anyone else, even with the hero changes, is going to do anything. I'll go Wing Cup. He needs to bounce back. I actually, on Speed Cafe, they're like, who do you think is going to star? And I was like, I reckon Wing Cup. But I'm going Fabs. Fabs again? Yeah, he yeah. did a good job. I think, you know, he's, he's got his victory. He, he's, he's, this is his best shot at a title. He's yep. got a while. He's got a few points to make up, but you know, he's, just a couple. <laughs> he'll get there. He'll get there. I don't, I don't know how well it's really going to go for us, but yeah, look, I think McLaughlin's going to win it. Fabs might win it, but I think McLaughlin will win it. Um, what about for Super Twos? I, I'm Bryce. Yeah, I got to go Bryce as well. I think that's we'll both allow that. Yeah. I'll allow. Because it, after he's such a strong effort in 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 Adelaide, I think he's looking pretty good. Kostecki, Brody could be up there as well, yeah. but I think uh, they were definitely the class acts of the field last. Uh, I last think it's time. between those two, but yeah. I'm, you know, I'm never the, not the triple eight team now. that's um, got the one Kostecki brother in there, and and for the life of me, I can't remember the other driver. Um, it's like Jake Kostecki, uh, and, uh, yeah. and um, is it Boyce? No, nah, it wasn't Jordan Boyce. Anyway, yeah, him. I feel like that team might bounce back a little bit more with the engineering power behind Triple um, Eight as well, and understanding the single spring more, and their their main cars might help them on their um, second car, like second division they, cars. I think they just had a really bad weekend in Adelaide. Yeah, so I feel it's like they so might bounce back. Since Super Twos. Well, it it has been it's been um, months. It has. What was it? March. 
Right. Yep. Mm. So anyway, um, yeah, that uh, cool. I can't wait to see that as well. No worries. Oh, well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. If you have anything you want to write in and let us know, just hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Breaking Late, or you can email us, breakinglate at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week after the Perth night round. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Catch bye. up, bye.